Hello and welcome to the Missing Peas podcast. This is a place where we discuss making peace with our mind, body and soul, usually over a cup of tea. So I encourage you to pop your kettle on and join me with a brew. Thank you for listening. Hi everybody. I am going to start this podcast as I mean to go on and that is by having a good old sip of my brew. I thought I'd exaggerate a little bit as you can tell what I'm doing. It's not just a silent moment, but um, yeah. Hey everybody, it's Friday night, six past eight, Friday feelings. Yeah. What are you doing for your Friday night? Are you recording a podcast? Yeah, it's a bit random, I guess, but um, I was feeling quite inspired to record this and it's an episode that I've wanted to dive into for quite a while because it's definitely a real work in progress and something that's really present in my life at the moment and that is my relationship with my phone honest to god I go up and backwards and forth up and down with it all the time um and ultimately I'm just aiming to bring in more kindness and move from what is quite often an unhealthy relationship with my phone to something that is more nourishing and more healthy really um because yeah I feel like my phone and that's not just social media that's responding to people on it whatsapp different groups emails um yeah all of those things they are just they're becoming my use of it is becoming a bit too compulsive and so I've been exploring that and um and this has been a journey for for a few years now but um yeah I've been exploring that for a while and just trying to find out a way of how um how I keep coming back to time and time again working on that relationship with my phone so essentially I realized that you might be thinking like why would you be listening to this but it's um if you're kind of thinking do you know what maybe I'm on my phone too much maybe I spend too much time on it maybe I just don't feel good on it um maybe if you get to the place that I do I just think hang on a second I am spending a lot of my life on my phone and what actually is that that's not even real my phone world isn't really real is it you know you could argue and 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 it's not that it doesn't have its place but um it's a way of connecting to people that you're maybe far away from so long distance is great um, but I think, do you know what? I spend a lot of time messaging people that I think I'd just rather meet in person and have a proper meaningful conversation with. Uh, yeah, that's been a lot of it. And also just the fact that I feel honestly crap when I've been on my phone for a while and again to that compulsive spin of, I don't know if you ever do this, but like, um, go on my phone and there's a message. I feel like I'll reply to that message straight away. Then I'll check other messages I didn't reply to. And then I'll go through all the different apps of messages best check my emails as well and it becomes like this vicious cycle of constantly checking and responding and yeah just get into like a real I guess an anxious place and a very disconnected place um self-disconnection you know and it doesn't feel good and that's ultimately reason is that it does not feel good for me to be on my phone um for a long period of time now I've done different detoxes um I've recently just come off Instagram and that's felt really freeing but then at the same time the next thing that's come in is oh look there's a little space so let's uh let's fill up with Facebook which is not something I ever really scroll down or spend a lot of time on but um but yeah yeah I guess it's uh just looking at what all this means and 
I think so I'll give you kind of like a bit of a how I'm working on it and my suggestions perhaps for how you can look at your relationship with your phone and whether it is serving you or not essentially you know is your surf your phone surfing you or are you serving your phone um and really and thread throughout all of this is is the self-kindness involved in this because our phones are designed to be addictive they are designed to work with our psychology to make us look at them because at the end of the day they're a product aren't they a phone is a product social media is a product um, messaging apps are products they need people to use them and they want people to use them more and more and more and stay with them so yeah they're incredibly clever inventions really and um it's, I guess, being aware of that and being kind to ourselves when that when that kind of does kick in and it can become a little bit um, addictive, I guess, or just unhealthy, really. So, like I mentioned there, the main reason for me and my relationship with my phone to work on that is the fact that I just don't feel good on it. I feel more anxious and I actually feel more disconnected from myself um, when I'm on it. And so... For example, I think I'll come home in the evening and be like, oh, brilliant. I'm not going on my phone. I'm going to have some time to myself, have a brew, maybe do a bit of journal, maybe just sit, maybe meditate, whatever that is. And I know all them practices really make me feel good and make me feel more at peace. But then the phone is there and I think I didn't respond to that message or maybe I've got something else. And it becomes compulsive. It's really hard to stop picking it up and, and checking it. And then when I do that, all I do is I disconnect more from myself. But what I think is a really, really important, well, the first two things that are incredibly important that can then continue and evolve throughout your whole journey of your relationship with your phone is firstly working out why, why is your relationship with your phone not good? What's kind of going on there? What, what, how is it not serving you? So for example, perhaps you spend um, a lot of time on your phone and you realize that that actually just takes a lot of time in your day and you may be quite busy and you just want to find a bit more time in your day. Um, it could be that your phone really takes you away from being focused because maybe you're at work or you're just, you know, with task at hand, whatever that is. And you pick up your phone and you realize you've then spent what was meant to be a course of just checking a message, um, now turning into five, 10, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever. And, um, yeah, you lose focus. And when we, um, there's some research I remember reading about, I can't even quote it as, as the kind of who who did the research, whatever, but, um, that when we, uh, like in a task and then we move away from it, distracted from it and then go back to that task, it can take us about 20 minutes to get back into it. So I think our phones, are one of those things that can really, um, yeah, they can really mean that we lose focus. They really can pull us away. Um, so there, there are some of the reasons, um, there are some of the reasons I've put a red light on in my room because it's in the evening and it kind of helps me wind down and stuff. But it actually means I can't really read my notes. And all of this came out quite inspired in a moment when I was not on my phone because inspiration and um, yeah, that kind of creativity really comes in when I'm not on my fucking phone all the time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so it could be focus, it could be time, it could be the fact that it just doesn't feel good. It may be just the fact that you're like, yeah, all that time I spend on my phone, I could be doing something else, something that I find more nourishing or something I actually want to fit into my day. Which I'd started with a whole mug of tea here and I haven't, which is which is really good. Um as well, like I said, it's that self-connection. Perhaps you're having moments of self-care, um, but it becomes compuls compulsive to check a phone, which is really hard not to. Um and 
one thing I want to highlight here as well is, you know how often, I know I've done this before and I hear people say it all the time, but they'll, um, they'll be wanting to sit down and relax, for example, whatever that may be to you, something relaxing, something that feels good, some sort of self-care. And in our heads, we think, well, but I'll just complete the to-do list first. I'll just do all those things first before I, before I turn to myself, thinking that, you know, by the time we can then have that time to ourselves, we'll feel more relaxed because we won't have other things on our mind. But obviously the issue with that is the fact that quite often that to-do list is never ending and you are putting yourself second to it. Even though it feels like, you know, you're putting yourself first by ensuring that you have a calm space to then relax in. If you don't actually get to the relaxing place because you're doing all these other things and it becomes addictive, that cycle of, of finding things to do and do and do and thoughts will always pop in and there'll always be things you can find to do. But if we keep responding to them, then we're putting them before ourselves. And I think it's about getting really, um, I guess, comfortable with that uncomfortable feeling of something popping in your head um, and wanting to respond to it when actually that's the time when you maybe just have a bit of self-care. Whenever we give ourselves our, our brains, you know, some space as well, you probably have this when you're um, on a commute, for example, or in the shower or whatever, ideas, thoughts, to-do lists pop in because we've given it some space. So yeah, space is really important for ourselves, but we have to make sure we try not to fill it and respond to everything that pops into it at all times. So I think that's a, um, a really important one when it comes to responding to things on our phone. So for example, we have messages that we want to respond to and we think I'll get all that done. I'll do all that responding before I turn to myself. But again, you're just putting yourself second and you're also going to get stuck in that kind of responding mode. I'll link um, below the episode that I did on um, being stuck in responder mode because uh, it was a really popular episode actually as well because, well, I don't know the because exactly, but I know from myself who gets very much stuck in that responder mode and our phones really exacerbate that or they link very well with responder mode. Um, is that a lot of us have jobs now in which we are responding to things all the time. We're responding to tasks that come in, to emails, to phone calls, um, to meetings, whatever it is. And so we're responding all the time. And um, it's very easy to get stuck in having to respond straight away. But actually, do you need to respond, you know, in your own time when you're looking at your, or thinking of your phone messages, for example, or a notification you get on a social media app? Um, do you actually need to respond to that straight away? Does that need responding to? And yeah, okay, that's going back to that whole to-do list, tick it off the list. I get that, fully, fully get that because I know that intimately. But are you then actually getting to a place where you put yourself first? Just something to consider, not beat ourselves up about, not easy to get to. Um, so yeah, the first thing I would suggest is getting very clear on why your phone isn't serving you or what you would like to change about your relationship with your phone. And um, if you're listening to this episode, there's obviously something there that's um, brought you here. And along with that question as well, I would suggest that you really start to think about what your values are as well. And I'm, you know, talking about values in life, really, because our phone or anything else may be not supporting our values or working towards that them things that we 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 take as important to us so for example um self-connection like i was saying that's really important for me to be self-aware and self-connect and take that time to grow and um, develop as a person and yeah that's a value that isn't supported by phone use um or this relationship with my phone i should i say i really value 
being mindful and present because ultimately that's the only thing that exists is right here, right now. Um, although I find it crazy when I think about it and I'm like right here, right now is recording this for you, but actually you'll listen to it in your present moment, which will be the past moment of re-recording it. But so like time is totally, yeah, it's, it's, it's a concept we guess we've kind of made up, but you know what, like that's the whole, that's not even an episode, that's a whole different podcast, I guess, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I just think for me, it's really important to be as present as possible and really be where I'm at, whether that's with people, um, just with myself, in nature, whatever I'm doing to just kind of be present and have that focus. And my phone takes me away from that because then I'm just in this weird little world in my phone, which like I said before, doesn't really exist, does it? It's just crazy thought really in that sense. That, yeah, really blows my mind. We're so we're not inward with our phones but we're we're in a phone but we're kind of like in a in a tunnel we're not really in our present moment we're in our phones and we're definitely not connected to ourselves. we're connected to something outside of us this extension um you could say it's an extension of yourself but yeah anyways i get a bit tangled with that you can take or leave that if you want so so yeah getting clear on values can really help us work out whether our relationship with our phone is serving us and serving them values. Um, and, oh, just another one to say as well, actually, a really big reason that maybe a relationship with our phone um, perhaps isn't serving us could be to do with sleep. Because often, you know, if we're on our phone in the evening, that's a, a lot of a lot of stimulus for our phone, stimuli, stimulus, <laughs> for our phone to, um, for our, for our brains here I am in the evening trying to do something um yeah it's a lot for our brains to take in it's a lot for our brain to process and it's hard for it to wind down um the light on our phone is is not good for us in the evening as well it doesn't work with our circadian rhythm you can put all the different you know filters on your phone and which you know are supportive but if you're on your phone you're on technology which is yeah not not conducive to, to a good sleep really um so being aware of that being aware of when we're not really letting ourselves wind down and our phone use isn't helping us go to sleep and I know that in myself as well I don't sleep brilliantly if I'm on my phone later into the evening and especially not if I'm responding and so that's kind of um the beginning and then one of the main things the kind of second main thing but this is um yeah a theme throughout is really getting to the root cause of our phone use so yes phones can be addictive um they're designed to be addictive should I say but it's really important for us to begin, and this in practice would be a suggest. Um, this would be my suggestion: would be to really think about how I'm feeling, how you're feeling when you pick up your phone, and um, when you know maybe if it's compulsive to work out what the feeling is before you pick up your phone, what's driving you to pick up your phone, um, and that can really help us get more to the root cause of why we uh, have a bit of an unhealthy relationship with our phone, and we turn to it a lot. And I worked out for me a few common reasons that I turn to my phone that are really indicative of the of the root cause really um to it all and one of those things is um seeking external validation so this could be through social media someone responding leaving a comment on um you know when I had Instagram and I was kind of doing that to uh I guess support people you know um share things but like the podcast um what I share in here and obviously to kind of support the podcast and you know a couple of years ago I would like to would have liked it to have been a business um which didn't all pan out but then when I was on um social media and particularly in Instagram when I was that was the app that I used mainly for this kind of stuff 
um, I was looking on it and, you know, looking for likes, looking for comments. And if I got them, I felt great. You know, that was a good time being on my phone. But then it just exacspirated the cycle. I want to stay on it, on it and on it. And, um, you know, you don't constantly keep getting likes and comments and positive messages. It doesn't constantly go because that's not that's not how life works. And then I would get into um, feeling quite, yeah, low, really. And yeah, anxious again and disconnected from myself because I was trying to like, I was kind of basically my self-worth was really tied and can still definitely be tied to seeking that validation from someone else, someone else to tell me that I am worthy in some way, shape or form. And, um, you know, just getting a message from somebody, oh, someone's replied to me or they've replied really quickly. Therefore, I must be worthy. You know, it was all really tied into that. So that's something that I'm really exploring. Um, and yeah, like I said, I come off Instagram, but now my, my brain would like to turn to Facebook for that. So that's um something that I have to be, yeah, I guess very, very present with. Um, I realize as well, another big reason that we can be our phones, and I've definitely experienced this, is that when we're lacking meaningful connections in our life, or we're not fulfilled in some way, shape or form, it can be a distraction to go on our phone, um, rather than sit with what we have um, bubbling within us at the present. But the connection one, which works two ways for me, really, there's definitely been times when I've turned to my phone when I'm just kind of, um, I've never not been um, the connection, my meaningful connections have been fulfilled that day, really. Maybe I've spent a lot of time by myself that day or, um, yeah, maybe at work and just not really seeing people that, um, yeah, uh, have meant that I've had meaningful um, conversations with people and felt fulfilled in that way. So now I will turn to my phone um find that with friends and family, which, you know, that's, that's all of these things aren't necessarily good or bad, but it's just becoming aware of them, which is why I've really worked on bringing in meaningful connections into my reality. And the sort of second part to that is that I don't want to be creating meaningful connections through my phone. That's not a meaningful connection to me, really. You can support your meaningful connections through messages on your phone, but I don't want to be sat there and really just messaging people, you know, and then that'd be the only contact I have with them. I'd rather actually speak to them on the phone, video call or um, meet in person. And um, I talked a bit about this in my October email letter, newsletter kind of thing. You can sign up below to that on Substack. And um, yeah, just how I'm realizing what a meaningful connection is to me. So so in two ways, my phone doesn't really serve that. But um it can support your meaningful connections. It's just not where I want to find them, but it's important to then bring that into your reality so that the phone doesn't become, you know, that, that sort of you going on your phone because you feel lonely, for example. Um, that's the, that's a really, a really big one. And yeah, that, um, sitting with yourself and, uh, when you have that space coming in, maybe, yeah, there's different thoughts and feelings that come in for a long period of my life. That was anxiety and I didn't really know it. Um, and now I can sit with that a lot more and let that ease. The more I sit in that moment with it, the more it eases. I feel more at peace and more self-connected. But if I'm in a moment and then feelings come up and I quite quickly turn to my phone, it just makes me feel worse and disconnected. It's um, it's like you have to go through the kind of uncomfortable to get to the uh, comfortable. You have to go through the rough water to get to the smooth, you know. Um, that's just my experience. It'd be really interesting to, to like hear from you if you've got any different experiences with kind of sitting with your emotions. Another big one as well could be boredom, turning to our phone for boredom. So wh where's the boredom coming from? What's the dissatisfaction? Getting curious about that. 
What's dissatisfying in your life? What's unfulfilling in your life? Big questions. And um, the third kind of thing, but also tied to both of these two things is, um, you know, we've looked at the the why, why it's not serving us. We're, we're, we're starting to investigate what's the root cause beneath all that. But it's important for us to be really clear on the things that um, may make it difficult, the obstacles to us then looking at healing this relationship with our phone um so getting clear on what those are so then you just you're just aware you're just aware of um why it might be difficult because it's not going to just be a case of you know i've just said it's not being phone i'm going to cut you know how how i'm on my phone and the usage that i um that i yeah, spend the time i spend on it i'm uh you know it's it, then all of a sudden an obstacle come and you won't be aware of it but if you can get clear on what potentially the obstacles are to begin with then that's really important so that could be maybe having um, like a day to yourself and knowing that perhaps you'll be on your phone quite a bit more because you might be maybe a bit alone, for example. Um, it could be those liminal moments, as they're called. I love that phrase that I learned from uh, the book Indistractable by Nia Eyal, if I pronounce his name correctly. Um, those moments, those little those little pause moments in the day when again you could be sat with yourself but then you like you know the kettle's boiling or whatever it is you're brushing your teeth and um you then turn to pick up your phone there's something to be aware of that could be um you know like a an, an obstacle moment and being aware that of course another one of the obstacles can be tied to the to the root causes because the, the reason why we're turning to our phone so perhaps it's lacking connection perhaps it's um that external validation that you're seeking from from being on social media or from a message from somebody. So, yeah, what are the things that are going to make it difficult for you to um, curb and reduce and change this relationship with your phone? So go for that. And then the next stage is, so that's kind of like, what's that? One, two, three, four. That is about is about how you create the plan to start to to change that um, relationship and uh, the usage of your phone, which will be very different for all of us um, because it will depend on many different things. How long you're on your phone now, what doesn't feel good when you're turning to your phone and so on and so forth. But my advice really would be to just, you know, don't go all in, really. Just take it slowly and, and think of, you know, small manageable steps and build on them. Um, now, the caveat to that is, when we kind of look at going a bit cold turkey with detoxes, uh, you know, social media detoxes, phone detoxes, um, internet detoxes, really. Uh, and I can definitely say that they really benefit me. Um, I come out with them feeling a lot more reset. So, for example, on the meditation course that I did recently, which I talk about in a couple of ep uh, episodes previously, if you want to hear more about that. But you don't have your phone for over 10 days. You just don't have it. And... Um, Prior to that, I was in quite an anxious relationship with my phone and I came, you know, through that and out of that feeling so much better in myself, so much more at peace in myself um, and so much less of a need to just be on my phone. I thought I can just go on when feels good um, to reply to people, for example, and uh, then I'm done, you know. But um, so detoxes can work really well, but, you know, it can also be quite intense. Maybe you learn well with a, a full on detox or maybe you can just... Um, 
rather than going all out and, you know, doing 10 days off of your phone completely, perhaps you could just uh, start with whatever feels the right amount of time to be off a particular app for you. Maybe the ones that you have identified are the more challenging apps to be off. So maybe Facebook, for example, um, maybe you check that every hour, just uh, reducing that to maybe every two hours, for example. Uh, it's all really about becoming aware and beginning to change our our actions, you know, kind of based on that. So some examples of how you might be able to take these small steps, particularly with our phone, could be, like I mentioned, those sort of small detoxes. You can get apps that are timer apps. You know, it feels a bit ironic to then download something else for your phone, but there's a really cute one called Forest, I believe. And um, you can set it, I think you can set it for the amount of time you want, I believe. Maybe it's 20 minutes, I'm not sure. But um, you you will grow a tree in the time that you're not on your phone. So say you set it for like an hour um, this tree will keep growing, 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 and it will fully grow if you don't go on it for an hour. But if you then go on your phone in that time and it will, you know, warn you of this, um, then your tree will die. And that's really sad. But obviously the idea being that you'll grow a forest and it's really cute when you grow your little forest. So I really like that app. Um, and there are obviously other versions that can, um, fully cut off your notifications from apps. And that's another point is, um, another option is to look at your notifications. Can you turn them, some of them off? You know, are some of them needed? Do you really need those notifications for Facebook? Do you really need your email notifications? Is it better for you to set and choose times through the day when you check these things? Because ultimately, if something's urgent, if something's an emergency, if something needs to be responded to straight away, you will be contacted about it via the phone. You know, someone will call you if it's it's a real emergency. Um, you know, sometimes you might be waiting for something to come through, whatever that may be. Maybe you're waiting for a payment to come through. You're waiting for a message to come through about um, when you're meeting somebody and that's today, for example. Um, you know, there are times like that, but I guess it's being aware of those, but um, essentially trying to find some boundaries that you can set regarding notifications and the amount of time that you're checking different apps. So that could be, yeah, checking every hour instead of every time a message goes off, looking at your phone straight away. Um, and that leads into another technique which could be to just have brief pauses so say you get a message and you usually respond to it straight away you check it straight away can you leave it even three deep breaths one deep breath can that be five minutes are you at a place where you could maybe make a brew and, and wait for your checking it just working with the amount of time that works for you because that's going to be you know different for everybody um Another cool way to do it is maybe you've got somebody like a friend who you can uh, or can hold yourself accountable to and perhaps they're doing a similar thing and they want to cut their time on the phone and maybe you can just, yeah, share with each other um, each day how that's been or, you know, set goals together, those kind of intentions to work towards. Um, you can look at turning off your Wi-Fi. I find that a really useful one for me because I know, like I said, an emergency will come through in a phone call and that's just that. But I can turn off my Wi-Fi, which will cut off you know, all social media, all messaging apps other than text. And um, that's an option. Turn to text messages, turn to something that doesn't involve um, the internet in order to receive a message. Because then once you've got the internet on, then you've got access to many different apps, haven't you? But can you simplify that a little bit, perhaps? Another big one that I'm really working on is, when we, it's about to, it's the same as the whole... Um, putting yourself first before responding to things. But on my lunch break, for example, not looking at my phone and not responding to messages until I've eaten or done whatever I want on my lunch break, which is usually go for a walk. So I usually eat, walk 
and then I'll maybe quickly check my phone. Um, so that's an option to, you know, if you've got a set lunch break, for example, or a set break, tune in with yourself first, do something for yourself first before you start responding to messages or, or checking your phone. If you're wanting to aid sleep as well, you can obviously turn your phone off perhaps or your Wi-Fi off, um, go on airplane mode, you know, an hour before bed or, or something similar, whatever kind of feels right for you with that really. Um, but, but yeah, oh, and just to go back to detoxes, when I was saying about how I feel much more at peace and I really do, but I realized that detoxes remind me of what my values are and what's important to me. So when I have a phone detox, which was like, uh, when I was starting to work on this relationship more. So for example, just a couple of hours ago, I decided to not go on my phone for, I turned my Wi-Fi off for like, I don't know, an hour maybe. And um, I sat with a brew and this is when the inspiration came in and all the points came through to record this podcast. And if I'd have not had that space to allow all that to come in, it just wouldn't have, wouldn't have come in. And inspiration and creativity is really important to me. That's a value of mine. So I realized, you know, I, I noticed that when I'm not on my phone, I'm more creative I'm more connected to myself. My worth is, I, I'm more connected to my self-worth because I'm not looking for it on my phone in whatever way, shape or form that is. And I realize that I do more meaningful things in my life if I'm not on my phone. My God, sometimes this was a really big one for me for relationship with my phone, um, was just realizing that what what was I doing outside of um, work, for example? And, you know, now I'm working full time. I've got a bit of a commute to walk my dog. Um, I cook and then I would maybe like have a little bit of time to myself, but I'd be on my phone, maybe responding to things and thinking that actually that didn't feel very meaningful. So the less time I spend on my phone, the more time creativity comes in and the more I have desire to do different things. So I've been doing maybe some crafty type things in the evening, um, if that's what I've been inspired to do. More meditation, journaling, um, maybe a little bit of movement, for example, or going for a longer walk because I'm not spending my time on my phone. I just feel like I actually can do more of the things that are really important to me and really live my life. And as well, I feel more present. Going back to, you know, a, a big value I said at the start as well as being present, being here in the moment. And when I'm not on my phone, I'm much more present. I'm not thinking, oh, I just heard my phone go off there. In the back of my mind, there's there's a message. I want to check that. Um, I'm there with the people that I'm with. I'm there with, you know, the, the, just the place that I'm at. I'm just present, you know. Um, so that's a, a really big benefit to detoxes that can help you realign with your values but again, it's, that's going to be very dependent on whether that works for you. But even just mini detoxes can be really helpful. So, so to kind of wrap all this up, I wanted to share what my current intentions are with my phone. Maybe it's inspiring. Hopefully so. But, um, but yeah, I mentioned before about the liminal moments. The liminal moments are the moments which are in between things that we do when we have pauses. Becoming really aware of those and checking in with myself and you know, if there's a desire to be on my phone, what is, where's that coming from? What's the feeling that's there? So just purposefully holding the, that space for myself and not going on my phone and thinking, oh, I've got a moment to, to respond to something, you know, I've got a moment to respond to that message or check it or whatever that is. Being really aware of that. Um, the second thing is, as I mentioned throughout this, is the whole me first responding second so very much tied to the liminal moments but but yeah just in every moment in my life if there's a as if there's a pause or it's my lunch break or whatever um doing something for myself first checking in with myself first in some way shape or form putting my needs first before responding on my phone that's really important to me 
Um, I'm turning off my Wi-Fi when it's not needed. And um, funny enough, I actually have my phone on silent most of the time because I don't want to hear or even, you know, any notification really. Um, there's only some that I still have on. But anyways, what I actually do is I'll put my phone onto, onto noises, put my phone onto, onto loud, volume, whatever it's called, sound, <laughs> um, when I have my Wi-Fi off because I know that if I get a phone call, then it's just a phone call, but I'm not going to get any of a type of um, notification come through. Maybe a text, but, you know, I, I rarely text people, so it wouldn't really be that or that would be something related unrelated like you've just put an appointment with the plumber because <laughs> i've just spoken to them on the phone but um but yeah i do that i turn my wi-fi off when it's not needed and i i'm aiming to be as intentional as possible about when i turn that on and when i decide to check my messages so doing that when i'm in a calm clear place have the time for it and have already done something for myself and two big things as well to bookmark the end and start of my day um is i don't and this is probably the easiest one it's the one i've established for a long time which is not having my wi-fi on um for a couple of hours in the morning mornings are a really special time for me so i aim to um, get up meditate well actually get this right i get up walk the dog meditate have breakfast journal have a little moment to myself a bit of gratitude moment um before i would even go on my phone and, and sometimes i just don't go on my wi-fi it's the easiest time for me to not go on it and evenings have been a bit more difficult of late but aiming to not be on my wi-fi for the last um or messages you know responding to anything in the last kind of hour before bed um because that's yeah that's just it's not serving me it, it affects my sleep it affects how i feel in myself it's just yeah it's it's not really any good in general um so yeah so just as a as a kind of um, a recap, I think if you're wanting to look at creating a healthier relationship with your phone, very important to firstly understand why that is and get clear on your values perhaps related to that, um, any blocks, any obstacles that might affect you being able to um, yeah, work on this, just becoming aware of them with kindness, you know? Um, and then definitely to start looking at the root cause you know, when am I wanting to pick up my phone and uh, exploring what those feelings are and perhaps you can get to the root of it in that way. Making it manageable, making it something that's attainable. You know, it's the whole SMART goal thing, isn't it? SMART, uh, sorry, specific goal, a measurable goal, an attainable goal, a realistic goal and a time-bound goal. Won't go into that in too much detail, but yeah. <laughs> Just uh, creating something that's, you know, you're not going to set yourself up for failure by going crazy all in. But like I said, if you're kind of cold turkey person and detoxes, big detoxes work, then perhaps look at that, you know, see, see how that goes. Um, and I guess that wasn't really a next step necessarily, but um, essentially to summarize, lapses will happen. That's completely normal. You're changing a behavior. And perhaps if that behavior has been a bit of a coping mechanism um, to stop you feeling uncomfortable feelings such as boredom or um, loneliness, then it's not just going to happen overnight. So it's okay that you'll have lapses. It's okay that that happens. It's just choosing to to start again and having the foundation of what your the why is behind all of this and the knowing of your values that can really help support that. It's an option to write these down as well and check, you know, what why am I doing this? You know, when it's really hard, um, and maybe you feel like you've lapsed a lot and uh, yeah, fallen back into old habits as such. Um, getting your why list out and reminding of you exactly why it's important for you to um, work on this. 
so that's uh, really massive and yeah I think just kindness you know and allowing it to flow and adjust you're not going to get it right straight away and that's okay and um you might you know as it goes along it might change maybe you um yeah you have to adjust a few different things in it maybe there's a a, a technique that you're trying to work on or a way that you're trying to curb your phone use that's not really quite working but you know getting curious and exploring what feels right for you with it all with kindness and just taking it day by day and again start again just keep starting again over and over again um that might sound really demoralizing but actually I think it's also it brings a sense of acceptance of kindness and uh, reduces resistance so yeah anyways everybody I wish you all the best and hopefully creating a healthy relationship with your phone and um yeah I'm right there with you if you have any comments or any feedback please let me know and if you think this episode could benefit somebody please do share it as well like I said I'm not on social media now and um yeah some of the fears that I had about reducing my phone usage would be um perhaps that that my podcast uh downloads would reduce which they have since coming off Instagram and that's totally cool because being on Instagram didn't feel good for me but um but yeah I really would appreciate if you share anything or like anything or rate a review there that's really helpful um and yeah this is kind of guess a bit of a PS yeah be aware of the things that might um these are kind of the obstacles but the reasons why uh, we might find this difficult to reduce our phone usage but yeah that was one of mine alongside perhaps losing some connections with people that have really been phone-based text-based or social media-based um but then I think that also does help you have a bit of a clear out of the people that are important in your life because if they're important to you you'll find a way of keeping in touch with them you'll want to and they'll want to so yeah I kind of got to that conclusion but um but yeah obstacles fears definitely important to look at should have put that towards the top whoops (laughs) until next time everybody thank you for listening bye just before you go i wanted to say another big thank you for listening and if you would be able to support the podcast i would really ask this favor of being able to share the episode or the podcast or to rate on spotify or even review on apple as these are great ways to get my podcast out there to more people i'm not on social media anymore sharing my podcast so your support is really really vital Thank you so, so much. And there are other links below if you want to explore my Substack letter or even to buy me a tea. Thank you, everyone. Bye.